At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And... We've got tremendous hours. We're going to be talking quite a bit of baseball here in this hour. In the second and third segment, we're going to have some relievers. And no, not Craig Kimbrell, because they are the up. He is the opposite of relief. We're actually going to be bringing in those that can hold down the fort. Justin Perry does absolutely tremendous work over there at Shock Quality Data. He is going to be joining me. And then Charlie DeCirco, he does amazing work with the Action Network. We're going to be taking a little bit of a look at the Thursday card. We're also going to be taking a look at just... In general, shaping up these teams' final three weeks of the season, divisional races, other than really the AL Central and the NL East, seem to be sewn up, but we're going to be taking a look at if there's a little bit of value on perhaps a team to be able to make a pennant run, what to make out of some of these teams that have been rising, falling as well. So we're going to have a great chat there. And if you heard me reference Craig Kimbrell, for anyone that's listening live, if you're listening to the replay, you could have some good fun with this as well. But Craig Kimbrell just gave up a three-run home run in the 10th inning. As the Arizona Diamondbacks get the job done, guess who had the LA Dodgers? My producer, Jason Kahn. I know that he was on Operation Fade, the team that wound up winning the division the previous day. So kudos to him and kudos to him because he does an amazing job booking all these guests. The guest lineup that we've got in our number two, thanks to my producer, Jason Kahn, who he got the better of me in the Diamondbacks versus the LA Dodgers game, which I will just conveniently blame on Craig Kimbrell. And I should have known better than to. Bank on a team that has Craig Kimbrell being able to close things out, but 
Jason does amazing work. All the graphics that you wind up seeing on screen, that is courtesy of our technical director, Nick, who does incredible work. Taylor, he's got us covered in terms of audio. It's the best team in the business. The show says a Greg Peterson experience, but it takes a great behind-the-scenes team to be able to make this work because not the guys behind the scenes. Trust me, you would not be seeing me. You would not be hearing me. These guys always do their job. Time for me to do my job as well because it's been a little bit of a rough go of it on the DK Nation picks as I had the over in the Washington Nationals and the Baltimore Orioles game. Go figure. Comes up short of the hook with men in scoring position. Two of 16. The two teams wound up going in that spot. So hopefully we can get a little bit more offense in this one. How about if we go 961-962 on the board? It is the Houston Astros. They're going to be playing those to the Oakland A's. The captain, James Caprillion, is going to be going for the A's. He's not the captain, but his first three letters are capped. So that's why he's the captain. And Lance McKellars Jr. is going to be on the bump for Houston. This is a total of 7.5 with the over at minus 115, under at minus 105. Really the only place I'm seeing this currently is at DraftKings. And right now with the Houston Astros, they're $3 favorites, plus 250 on the Oakland A's. I wish I was in a jurisdiction in which DraftKings was available because this opened up with the A's being plus 310, which that's a little bit too far on the... Love for Lance McCullers Jr. and company because with McCullers Jr., I felt like he should honestly be about a 265 favorite. The run line that we're seeing at a minus 135, that's relatively in line. This is not a bad number now when you were getting plus 310 with the Oakland A's. And that's, that, that's a tip right there. Always be taking a look at baseball openers because these do wind up moving quite a bit. You're going to take a look at a game overnight and when you wake up in the AM, it might have moved by 40 cents. And that has happened in this game where it's moved, as a matter of fact, by 80 cents since the opener just a few hours ago. So always be taking a look at MLB openers. You can get some relatively good value. But that said, with this game, I'm going to be taking a look at the over for one. You've got a spent Oakland A's bullpen. That was already dealing with injuries. Danny Jimenez has been dealing with quite a bit of an ailment. And then you've got Zach Jackson, who's currently on the injured list. That's not necessarily too terrific. The Oakland A's pulled out a win. I guess the Texas Rangers on Wednesday by kind of 8-7 to on up taking them, utilizing quite a few of their bullpen pieces in order to get there as J.P. Sears. He winds up going four innings. He gets completely lit up like a Christmas tree. And as a result, Sam Mall, he has to pitch at Sam Mall and A.J. Puck, who have really been the two best relievers for the Oakland A's. You can tell that overuse is just getting to them right now. Both of these guys, north of a four ERA post, also breaking as a matter of fact, since August 1st. The Oakland A's have a 503 bullpen ERA that ranks 26th in the league. And for the Houston Astros, they have been relatively lights out in terms of their bullpen. As a matter of fact, they are number one in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. You've had so many guys time and time again be able to get it done. But for the Houston Astros as well, they do rank number five in the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. Offense has been a little bit down, and that's a big reason why the Houston Astros currently the top under team in all of baseball with about 61.5% of their games, depending upon your closing lines, have been going under the total. But for the Astros, you've got a lot of firepower in so many of these guys, like Jose Altuve, Kyle Tucker, Alex Bregman, all been able to supply north of 20 home runs for this team. Jordan Alvarez did wind up getting held out of the game yesterday, but in the previous two games against the Detroit Tigers, multi-hit games in both of them, he was able to get a home run in two out of his last three games as well. Looks like this was just a normal rest day for him as the Houston Astros, they have got comfortably one of the top records in the American League, as a matter of fact, the top record. And 
It was confirmed as much just a case in which Jordan Alvarez was getting a little bit of maintenance, a little bit of rest, should be good to go here on this Thursday game. And for the Houston Astros, bottom of the fold, it wound up getting strengthened at the trade deadline with Trey Boomo Mancini and Christian Vasquez coming over as well. So I like what I'm seeing of this Astros lineup on the top teams and not striking out in all the big leagues. Now, for the Oakland A's, offense has been relatively brutal this year. No fans or buts about it, but since the beginning of the month of September, they're averaging 4.75 runs per game. Got a pair of guys, Sean Murphy, Seth Brown. They've been able to supply a combined 39 home runs. And then I believe it's Delvi Garcia, young guy for the Oakland A's. He's been called up and he's hitting nearly a 300. In that series against the Texas Rangers, went three of seven with multiple home runs. He's starting to give this offense a little bit of a sign of life. And neither of these starting pitchers have much command as both of these guys have actually spent quite a bit of time on the injured list as well. For Lance McCullers Jr., this is going to be his first start of the month. So he wound up being out for about two or so weeks and were brilliant even before he wanted to deal with a little bit of an ailment as what was keeping him out was a cut on his middle finger that he uses to throw. He had been overall for the season giving up 4.3 walks per nine innings with an ERA of a 479, 1.3 home runs per nine, but over his last five starts prior to the injury, 646 ERA just is not at command whatsoever. So has been a rough state of affairs for him. Meanwhile, for Lance McCullers Jr., the 220 ERA, it looks very impressive. The fielding independent is about a point and a half higher because he's been giving up 4.7 walks per nine innings, has been getting very lucky on balls in play. Certainly something to monitor. First time he wanted facing off against the Oakland A's, it was, a matter of fact, his best start since he wanted coming back. He's made just five starts this year, though. Hasn't necessarily been fully stretched out, and he's issued at least three walks in four out of his five starts as well. So I do have my... Question marks on that front. I do think that with Oakland not having to travel too much because their last game wanted coming against the Texas Rangers. Now they wind up going to Houston. So Arlington to Houston, not necessarily inclement travel in the circumstance. They're going to be up for this game. My DK Nation pick is going to be on the over. And for the A's, well, if you could get back the plus 310 that I was seeing on the open, I really love the Oakland A's in that circumstance. Now that we've got this thing calmed down a little bit more with the Astros, Find them now about a minus 135 on the run line. I would be willing to lay that. And with the Oakland A's, I would need this to wind up getting to more around about a plus 265 to take a shot. So there was value on the open, and it's really went away since this has been a line move that has been quite drastic over the last few hours. And let's take a look at a game which we currently don't have a line on, but I will tell you right now there is going to be one thing that I'm probably not going to be betting on Thursday, and that would be the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is 9.57, 9.58 on the board. Chaminade is on the bump for the Padres, and you've got, going for the Arizona Diamondbacks, young Dre Jemison. This is going to be a game that should be up right around like 4 to 5 a.m. Pacific time, and the reason why I do want to bring up this game is that for the Arizona Diamondbacks, the reason why this game is off the board, by the way, is because it was a little bit of a last-second decision. Typically, this is Madison Bumgarner's time in the rotation. He is not going to be making that start for young Mr. Jemison making this start. But for Dre Jemison, he is the first-round pick of the Arizona Diamondbacks from a few seasons ago. He was a young hotshot up there with Ball State. He's got a 6.95 ERA at the AAA level this year. And as a matter of fact, you could be asking yourself, Hey, has he been in good recent form? Eh, no. He's given up five plus runs at the minor league level and five out of his last six starts, a 747 ERA. And for some reason, the Arizona Diamondbacks are throwing him out here for a start. And it's not like this could wind up being a bullpen game. And you know what? Oh, you've got a relatively good bullpen with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen over the last 30 days, 
going into what we wound up seeing on Wednesday. 7.15 ERA. You had one other team with north of a 5.20 bullpen ERA in that time span. Other than Joe Mantiply, there is not a single bullpen guy that you could trust for this team, and they've decided that Mr. Dre Jemison is going to be getting the start for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Sean Benet has been terrible for the San Diego Padres, and yet I still made the Padres a minus 220 favorite. A Padres team that, if you take a look post-trade deadline, by the way, over since, like, uh, since August 1st, this has been a San Diego Padres team that ranks in the bottom five in terms of batting average. It has not been going well since they've gotten these pieces. This could be exactly what they need to get right. And by the way, the San Diego Padres, they're fourth lowest in terms of runs per game when they're at home. They've been erupting for right around about 4.6 to 4.7 runs per game when they've been on the road. They have been a vastly different team. Makes sense because they do play out in Petco Park and Petco Park as we know, very, very pitcher-friendly ballpark. And for the Arizona Diamondbacks, what has really been ailing them has been their ballpark as well because for the Arizona Diamondbacks, right around 1.35 home runs per game when they're at home or when they're on the road. At home, it's more around 0.85, but when Craig Kimbrell's on the mound, apparently they get one home run per inning because Sergio Alcantara's not great for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Maybe I need to change my tune on him because he winds up getting a walk-off home run against the LA Dodgers, but that has been... Just a little bit of a calamity. So just taking a look forward. This should be a game that should be up right around, like I said, 4 to 5 a.m. Pacific time. For those of you out there on the East Coast, 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern. I set my total at 10. Anything of single digits, I'm going to be taking a look at an over end. Unless if you get some harebrained number, I set the Padres minus 222 on the money line. That's certainly where I'm going to be looking at. Where we're looking at next is just the wide world of baseball with Justin Perry. does a great job with shot quality bets along Charlie DeCirco of the Action Network. That's on the other side here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand package includes airfare, hotel, tickets to the race, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head on over to vcin.com slash horses now to register. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vcin, the Sports Betting Network, and great to be joined by Charlie DeCirco. He does amazing work over at the Action Network, and Justin Perry, he does amazing work as well. He's over there at Shot Quality Bets. And gentlemen, it is great to have you aboard. And first things first, we're going to dive into a little bit more general chatter here. And then we're going to dive into the games for Thursday. But I'll lead off with you, Charlie. Right now, the LA Dodgers, they've got the best record in the big leagues. They've got the best record in the National League. How big of a concern does our good friend Craig Kimbrell need to be for the LA Dodgers moving forward? Because I take a look at the Dodgers team and they don't have a lot of weaknesses, but I think that this could be one of these weaknesses that we always hear that narrative of the Dodgers choking in the month of October, and Craig Kimbrell could be Exhibit A this year. Yeah, I'm not too worried about Craig Kimbrell. I know that he just blew his game tonight, but I think that the Dodgers are quick to make adjustments. I think that they'll be able to go to a guy like Evan Phillips or Vessia uh, to close out games if they need to. You saw both of them pitch great innings tonight against the Diamondbacks. The Dodgers, over the last month, they are top 10 in XFIP. So the bullpen, I'm not too concerned about. I think the offense is also going to be able to put up so many runs that they have a cushion so often. I think that the biggest concern is going to come to their starting pitching depth with all the injuries that's going on. And 
them heavily relying on guys like Tyler Ansel- Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin almost put their names together. Them two down the stretch here. We never know with Clayton Kershaw with he getting up there in age and Walker Buehler's out for the season. So the Dodgers starting pitching actually worries me the most when it comes to October and how they fare against the Braves and the Mets and some of these other teams. I do agree with you, Charlie. Although we did see Mr. Grove give a good start on Wednesday. Not a guy that you'd want to be starting in a postseason right. sort of scenario. And Justin, same question to you. How do you wind up viewing the Dodgers? And do you think that Craig Kimbrell might wind up being the biggest albatross? Because I would feel much better if there would be darn near anyone else from that bullpen other than Craig Kimbrell pitching in the ninth inning for the Dodgers. Yeah, no, I, I get I get where you're coming from. I, I also err on the side of not being too worried. I think that the Dodgers know how to manage a bullpen. This is going to be a little bit of a problem, obviously. They don't want to put themselves in positions where, you know, a run or two is going to switch the game result. Uh, and, and we're seeing that, you know, come back and bite them a little bit with losses to teams like the Diamondbacks. But you are in this time of the year where it can be hard for teams that have been out to these massive leads to continue to pour on the wins. You know, teams are banged up. It's been a long season kind of gearing up maybe a little bit too much. That look ahead type of vibe, right, where you can drop a game to the Arizona Diamondbacks because maybe you are a little too out ahead of yourself. We'll see how it goes. I'm not really going to, you know, write off any part of the Dodgers right now. I think that they still are in a amazing position compared to the rest of the MLB. Yep. And when it comes to the Dodgers as well, I'm sure that they'd like to see the fact that the New York Mets drop a three game set to the Chicago Cubs, which the big reason why the Mets were such a big favorite in the NL East coming in to the week was because you look at the schedule and they've got a big advantage over the Atlanta Braves. Now the Braves, they themselves drop a game on Wednesday, but we'll lead off with you, Justin, since I know that you're out there in the New York area. Mets currently minus 225 to be able to win the NL East. You're finding the Braves at plus 180, even despite the fact that this number has come down quite a bit because the Mets were minus 350 prior to their loss. I still think there's good value on the Atlanta Braves, despite the schedule being a little bit more in favor of the Mets. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm a I'm a Yankee fan, so you're not gonna catch me, uh, you know, giving you too much bias the other way. But the Mets, the the thing with the Mets right now, and maybe it is it happens almost every year, is that this team always has trouble in like that September, you know, push. The Yankees seem to do it too. You can't get around it in New York. I don't really know what happens, but the Mets always collapse it feels like it's a perennial thing uh so i i'm i don't know i don't know i still think i i'm with you you gotta give the braves a little bit of love there is definitely a chance for this to really come down to that last two or three games uh maybe you know a couple of these big nl east teams or not big but smaller nl east teams getting a chance to play spoiler for the mets who have names like degrom and scherzer i know you know scherzer is on the men but I don't know. It's going to be tough for the Mets. It's going to be a really interesting battle here. I think that they were such heavy favorites that it's very easy to lose that steam as we kind of approach the last few weeks. It seems as though the Mets have Chargers syndrome. Every single time the Chargers are in a close game and here and 60 minutes comes up next everywhere except for on the West Coast. That's their cue to either turn the ball over or give up a touchdown somehow, some way, not cover the spread and lose outright. So that is their cue when the month winds up turning to September and Charlie, I'll pose the same question to you. With the Braves being at plus 180, do you think that there's a little bit of value on them to be able to win the division? They're currently half a game back. No doubt the, shall we say, scheduling 
does favor the Mets a little bit, but very concerned with them now having another rough series against a team that they should be beating up on. Yeah, um, I do think that there's a slight value on the Braves to win the NL East, but I think it's more of a value on them to win the World Series or the National League. I think that that is a better path for them, especially given that their schedule of the remaining games, every single one of them is against a member of the National League East. So that is going to be a pain. Seven games against the Phillies, that three-game series against the Mets at the end of the year most likely decides the total of who ends up crowning themselves victors. But I think that the Mets still have the advantage here. I know it's not great seeing them lose to the Nats, the Pirates, and now being swept by the Cubs. But the offense was actually number one over WRC plus over the last seven. So they are hitting the ball really well. They're just not converting so much. And the pitching has been the biggest concern. But Max Scherzer getting healthy. The team is going to be healthy. Tyler McGill will be back for them as well. So I think down the stretch here, I think the Mets have the advantage. I think that's why they are such heavy favorites in the National League East, given their schedule. And I think that if you're going to place a bet on the on the Braves, which I am bullish on the Braves long term, it would be looking at like a National League or a World Series odds because this team is stacked. And when they get Ozzy Albies back, Mike Soroka back and the rest of the squad, they will be the best team, I think, in baseball. And you mentioned Craig Kimbrell with his concern. Kenley Jansen, <laughs> shaky himself oh. there. You're talking to someone who did a write-up on the Atlanta Braves to win outright on <laughs> Sunday. Come all the way back just for Kenley Jansen to give up two home runs in the ninth inning. So, trust me, I know all too well about mm -hmm. that gentleman as well. That's not great. And to your point, with the National League odds, right now odds to take that pennant, the Mets plus 265 compared to the, compared to the Braves at plus 390. I'm in agreement with you. There should not be that big of a discrepancy right now. So we're in locks up there. And I know that a team that you're looking at a little bit here moving forward, Charlie, is the Chicago White Sox. As we know, they've been playing, shall we say, much better ever since Tony LaRusso has been out of the fold. <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? Oh, wait, everyone yeah. except for the yeah. White Sox organization itself. But how are you evaluating the Chicago White Sox right now? Took a tough loss. On Wednesday, I know that there were many people on my Twitter feed that pretty much swore them off after they went like 0 of 11 with men in scoring position. But I've liked what I've seen out of this team aside from Wednesday ever since the Russo has been out of the dugout for them. Yeah, no, I am bullish on this team to finish the season strong. I don't know if they'll be able to erase the full three-game lead that Cleveland has right now because it seems like Cleveland just wins every single time. But if you do want to get in on this AL Central action because it seems like every week the odds keep flipping... The White Sox at plus like 550, 500 right now are a good shot over the last 14 days. They're number two in WRC plus at the plate. They're top five in Woba. They're not striking out. Their bullpen and starters, both top 10 in expected FIP. And the, and the White Sox bullpen, they always walked a lot of players. They're not doing so much over the last couple of weeks. And Elvis Andrus has been, I don't know what happened to him, but ever since he's gone to Chicago, he's been a different player with the 300 batting average, 20 ribbies, and a 15 runs scored. So, you know, there's four games. They're four games, three games out. They have the Guardians. They have a big series with them. And they have a bunch of games with the Twins. And the Guardians themselves have a five-game set coming up with the Twins. So this is going to be a cannibalization of a central. So if you want to take a shot, I think the White Sox with Miguel Cairo, they look like a different team with, uh, with La Russa not there. Well, Elvis left the most pitcher-friendly ballpark in baseball, and now he's doing a little bit better. So that helps him out. And Justin, same question to you. How do you evaluate the White Sox moving forward? Because I think that 
as long as Tony La Russa is away from the team, and quite frankly, him saying that he'd be done for the year, I think would be the best thing for this team. But I think that they've got a little bit of value, both game to game and perhaps a little bit in the futures market as well. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that this is a really interesting proposition. I mean, 550 is a lot of value. It's going to be tough to make up the three games. So let's let's not pretend that this isn't going to be a tall task, but I do think that this lineup has the potential to make that type of run. I wouldn't go putting a lot of money on it, but if you enjoy a good sprinkle and you know want to have that little bit of a Cinderella as they try to make a push, lock in maybe a big a big comeback and uh, get that you know division spot rather than having to play through the wild card structures could be pretty interesting um you know i don't know i don't know i think the white Sox are a pretty good team they do have a very strong record against left-handed pitching so whenever you see them against the lefty you know you can probably rely on them a little bit more for betting purchases i agree uh, and we will yeah. hit on this white Sox versus guardians game next right here on vcin esports bang no you're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers online sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace them up and go to Bet Rivers for their parlay insurance and touchdown insurance offerings for every Sunday. All season long, build a parlay. Have at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet of up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football, and if they wind up scoring at any time, you get your money back as a free bet. Head on over to drive to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It is a whole new game as we're back here on VSIN, the Greg Peterson experience right here on the Sports Bank Network. And great to be joined by Charlie DeCirco, does great work over at the Action Network, and Justin Perry does great work over there at Shot Quality Bets. And Justin, we were talking about the White Sox in the last segment. How about if we wind up diving into their game for Thursday as it is going to be Lance Lynn taking the bump for them and it's going to be young Hunter Gaddis who's going to be getting his second career start for the Guardians. And the Guardians find themselves about plus 130 to plus 140 underdogs, White Sox in the neighborhood of minus 150. But I know that you're taking a little bit more of a look at the total. Take me through this one. Yeah, sure, Greg. So I'm a, I'm an interesting spot here. I like the first five under in this game. I'm a, I know people are going to be a little bit weary. Gaddis kind of got lit up against the Astros, but to be fair, that's a tough spot to come in and make your major league debut against one of the better offenses in this game. I think that we're going to have a little bit of a better opportunity for the young Guardians pitcher against this White Sox team. We talked about it not really looking so great with those runners in the scoring position for the White Sox. They have not been the best with situational hitting this season, so I do think we maybe see a little bit of a progression towards the mean with Gaddis. He did have some nice strikeout stuff in his final two starts in the minors. I think we do get a decent performance out of him getting that four and a half right now able to win a bet with four runs in the first five, especially with Lynn pitching quite well. I think it's a good number, minus 130. You're going to be able to find it at FanDuel right now. Wouldn't be shocked to see that one get a little steeper, uh, or maybe even the number comes down. So, yeah, like that under, I think it should be a pretty good value. Day game could be a little bit of a sluggish start. And Justin likes the under in the first five in this one. And Charlie, I know you like an over on team that, we're going to call it what it is. The Miami Marlins have not been scoring very much recently. 
Three runs or fewer for them in 32 out of their last 38 games. But you do take a look at the Phillies on the other side. They have been getting the ball in play. They've been doing a very solid job of being able to get to the Miami Marlins as well. Total of 7.5, so relatively low total. And I will say this, Pablo Lopez is going to be going for the Miami Marlins. It's North or Syndergaard on the flip side for the Philadelphia Phillies. But Lopez been a little bit rocky at him. Take me through Marlins versus the Philadelphia Phillies because I'm sure that there have been many people like me taking a lot of unders with Miami, but also notice that Pablo Lopez has went straight down the toilet bowl the last month. Yeah, this is this is the spot to go with the over for the Miami Marlins here. Both of them, I like the pitching matchups here. Uh, so start with Pablo Lopez. You mentioned him not being so good at home. Since the All-Star break, he's got a 6.52 ERA. Eesh. So it's not been pretty for him. His strikeout rate has dropped. His walk rate has increased. And his barrel rate's nearing double digits. So it just hasn't been pretty for Pablo Lopez. You mentioned his struggles at home versus on the road. And that's going to be against the Philadelphia Phillies offense. That's number one in WRC Plus over the last 14 days. They're top five in isolated power. They're barreling the ball. We're seeing a lot of home runs come out of the Philadelphia bats. They're playing really well going into September, October. They're a sleeper team for me as far as uh, the playoffs go, but they aren't striking out. They're forcing at-bats. Pablo Lopez, he's not striking out as many batters. He's walking more. So I think it's a perfect matchup for the Phillies to score. And then you mentioned it, Noah Syndergaard. He's been a total disaster since that Tommy John surgery. His ex-ERA this year in the mid-fours, but he's having career worsts in expected batting average, expected slugging, Hard hit rate, barrel rate. I can keep going, but I won't. His velocity is down, and so is his strikeout rate. So I just love the Marlins to scratch a few here. I think three gets it done because I think the Phillies will put up four or five themselves. Right now, the totals are right around a seven and a half with juice toward the under. So I think that it's by the uh, morning, it's going to be, you know, seven and a half juice toward the over or maybe even eight. And to your point on Thor, he's actually done a really good job in terms of command. He just has no velocity anymore, which is why he's not getting any strikeouts. So I do agree with you there. And in games outside of Los Angeles, north of a 4-5 ERA as well. So he has struggled in games, which is not pitched for the mm -hmm. Angels' home ballpark. And Justin, we're going to go back to you for an over on this one. As I know you're taking a look at this one for the Pittsburgh Pirates and the New York Mets. And I agree with you on this one. Take me through this one because I do think that the Mets bust out a little bit. And the Pirates, they've been scoring runs recently. They really have, Greg. I mean, you know, and it's not like Carrasco has been someone who you can really depend on right now. I know the Mets probably feel that way, and I feel that way. So I'm going to go ahead and take the over seven and a half in this one. I just don't think that Brubaker or Carrasco are names to be trusted. And this is kind of a game the Mets are maybe reeling a little bit. They've been letting up a lot of runs. If the Cubs can score on them, I think the Pirates can score on them. Usually there's a little bit of hesitancy with playing games at City Field, which can be a very solid under park but this number is pretty generous i do think getting eight runs in this baseball game between these offenses with the mets pitching struggling a little bit you know with it being the pirates pitching staff that we know has a lot of propensity to let up five six runs in a game they you know that upper bound is a little bit uh, you know, has a little bit of a denser probability than most teams. So I'm I'm pretty into this one. I like the over. I think it's a right way to play it. I do not. Ooh, I do not mind going and maybe taking that plus 215 sprinkle on the Pirates. I, I do think the Mets just keep sliding a little bit, but we'll uh, we'll see. I'm taking the over as the safer way to play it. And for the Pirates, 519 bullpen ERA since the beginning of the month of August. That is called not good. So. I yeah. do not disagree with you there. And Charlie, I see what you're doing here. 
You're looking at these home and road splits, which I absolutely love. I am a big <laughs> proponent of home and road splits, and that leads into this one. Rays going to be taking on the Blue Jays. Blue Jays find themselves as a mid-sized favorite, right around about a minus 130 to a minus 135 total on this game, relatively low, 7.5, because you got Shane McClanahan making his return for the Rays after about two weeks off. Kevin Gosman goes for the Blue Jays, but I think you're reading my mind on this one with the way that Kevin Gosman has pitched in Toronto. Take me through this one. Yeah, we're going with the plus money and the raise over the first five here. Uh, Kevin Gosman, he hasn't been that great since the All-Star break. His ERA is right around four, and you mentioned it. In Toronto, he's got a 4-4 ERA, 4-4-8 ERA over 13 starts, and his barrel rate is a career-worst 8.4%. So teams are able to get the barrel on the ball. They're able to hit him hard. It hasn't translated as much to uh, success altogether. Like That's when you look at his regular ERA, but then when you look at his splits, you can see that teams are able to get to him in Toronto. And the Blue Jays, well, I don't think they're going to have that much success against Shane McClanahan. We talked a little bit earlier about the White Sox and Dylan Seas. Well, Shane McClanahan's also in that conversation for Cy Young. He's been incredible this season. He's top 5% in hard hit rate and whiff rate. He's got a sub 200 expected batting average. His expected ERA right in the mid twos. I mean, there's not anything negative I can really say about this player. The lefty, 30% hard hit rate. He's just been solid all around. And on the road, he's got a 2-1-3 ERA, slightly better than his home ERA. So I just love what we're getting here. I love the plus money. I think that the Rays should be closer to around that pick against Gosman. I love Gosman altogether, especially on the road. I think he's going to be great down the stretch in the playoffs. But I think that this is the perfect spot to get the Rays. They're undervalued here. I'd take them all the way down to a bus, about that plus 110, 105 mark. I really think they should be favorites. Yep, and with Shane McClanahan, I think the only question that you've got, how does he wind up responding first start out after dealing with a little bit of an injury, but that Tampa Bay Rays bullpen, even if he doesn't quite have it, it has been pretty spectacular this season as well. And then, Justin, when it comes to Royals versus the Minnesota Twins, right now we're seeing the Twins right around a minus 170 to a minus 175 favorite, but I, what I really like here is the total 8.5. I feel like this total should be a little bit closer to 9. I'm not sure if you've got a little bit of a different read on this game than myself, but Daniel Lynch has been giving up a bunch of walks. He's been giving up the deep ball, and Dylan Bundy in his last start at home gave up seven runs to the Guardians. This is just a spot where I take a look at both of these starters, and I think both are going to be giving up quite a bit of contact. Yeah, it really has not been great for Daniel Lynch this season. Really towards the end here, it's it's been pretty messy. I mean, he's rocking like a, a whip close to 1.6. That's just too many base runners for me to do anything but play overs. I think I like the Twins to maybe have a team total success more than I like the full game over here. I just don't really know if I can trust this Royals offense. They have a little bit of a propensity to be spotty, right? So like Melendez hasn't been playing too well. We've seen them, you know, Michael Taylor needed a day off after being a little hot. I just don't love their offense. So if I'm looking at an over here, I'm taking Twins first five or full game. Yep, I don't blame you there as... For the Minnesota Twins, Byron Buxton and Ori Polanco being out of the fold, but you know what? It'll get the bats going, going up against Daniel Lynch. So there's that aspect of it as well. And Justin, I know you're doing a great job over there at Shot Quality Bets. And Charlie, I know you do amazing work over at the Action Network. Thank you both for joining me on this roundtable. Pleasure as always. It's a pleasure. Always great to be able to have those two gentlemen aboard. Two great baseball minds as we've got a little bit of a smaller card for this Thursday, but Three weeks from now, we're going to have postseason baseball. And what we've got on Thursday as well, 
football as well. We're going to be giving you guys some picks, and we're going to be breaking down the game that we're going to get between two great AFC West teams next, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Start your football season off on the right foot by subscribing to VSN Pro. Get full access to everything that we do, including our daily picks at a glance, recapping all the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests 24-7 video, season prep including our weekly college football and pro football matchup guides covering every single game all season long, pro tools including our betting splits and pro tips, updated every hour with actionable insights to up your sports betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special and get VSIN Pro access to everything that we do now through the Super Bowl for just $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. We're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Big thanks to Charlie DeCirco, does great work over at the Action Network, and Justin Perry, he does 
bang up work over there at Shot Quality Bets. They join me the last two segments to talk a little baseball. And I just referenced it with VEASAN Pro. You get access to all these pro tips that we give out. You're able to sort them by show and by sport. And we give out 20 every single day because we give out one per hour here on the network in our live programming. And here's mine for the hour because we're going to be hitting upon a little Thursday night football. Credit where credit is due. I know that Kevin Rogers, he does great work over at Vegas Insider. He wound up tweeting this one out as well. And this is an angle I'm looking at. Underdogs, week two in Thursday night football. They've covered each out of the last seven. So that takes us through what we're going to be seeing on Thursday night football as the LA Chargers. They are on the road. They are going to be facing off against our good friends, the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs, they are finding themselves as four-point favorites. Total is anywhere between 53 and a half and 54 and a half quite a bit of 54 out there as well and I do like the Chargers catching the points I like a little bit more the total personally so if you're looking to zone in on one I would rather have the over rather than the Chargers catching four because I do think that you're playing a little bit of a dangerous game when you do wind up fading the Kansas City Chiefs especially when they're at home and I mean for the Kansas City Chiefs they couldn't have come out and made a bigger statement that this is a really good offense even without Tyree Kill. Week one, Patrick Mahomes winds up throwing for five touchdowns, and quite frankly, if they didn't wind up taking their foot off the pedal of the poor Arizona Cardinals, it could have been even more because they were just completely beating them up. But Justin Herbert, he looked really good in week number one as well. And this is a Chargers bunch that I said it coming into the season on paper and on paper alone. This is a top three roster in the NFL. The one question I have is, will Brandon Staley find some way to screw it up going for like a fourth and five at his own 25-yard line and deciding, you know what, Chiefs, here's the ball at the at our 25-yard line. Go ahead and drive it down because we're complete morons. I have no idea what we're doing. And I had to throw in there the joke while we were doing our baseball roundtable that for the LA Chargers, it feels like every single time they're in a close game, and typically, most of their games are on CBS. This, this time, it's an exception. So this this is something that you could use as a betting angle. I'm joking, of course, but it feels like every single time you see a Chargers game in year and 60 minutes comes up next everywhere except for on the West Coast. That is the Chargers' cue to do something completely stupid, whether it be give up a touchdown on defense, throw an interception on offense, fumble the ball. If they're getting set for a kneel down, fumble the kneel down, which actually did happen to Phillip Rivers many, many years ago. I think that was a Monday Night Football game, but I mean, the Chargers find a way to invent ways to lose in the final two minutes of games, but fortunately, we don't have to worry about the curse of 60 minutes in this spot, but what you do have to worry about is going up against this offense, but for the LA Chargers, they be they were able to fortify things in the offseason. Being able to trade for Khalil Mack, I think is going to make a world of difference for them. We saw them do solid work against the Las Vegas Raiders. They did show that they're a little bit prone to giving up a big game to Devonta Adams, but they aren't going to be going up against Devonta Adams in this game, who I truly believe is starting to form himself as the best wide receiver in the NFL. Now, Nuke Hopkins over there at Arizona, he's got something to say about that, but you know what? He's not going to be on the field for quite a while, so that's a little bit of an issue for the Arizona Cardinals, who wound up getting beaten up upon against the Kansas City Chiefs in week number one. But I do like this front seven. Kyle Van Noy, I do think, does a good job in the linebacking core. But I do think that the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to be able to find ways to score. And with the LA Chargers, they're going to be able to find ways to score as well. Now, the one termination that you do have in terms of this offense is that Keenan Allen, he's officially out for this game. He's dealing with that hamstring issue. And because it is a Thursday game rather than a Sunday game, not sure if he'd be able to go even on Sunday. But that does rule him out for this game, but you have no shortage of options. Even someone like a DeAndre Carter or a Jalen Guyton, they're going to be able to do a solid job. 
Donald Parham Jr., he's probably going to be out for this game as well. I think that he is actually confirmed out, so that is going to take away a few options, but you just take a look at this backfield of the LA Chargers, and they're going to have a lot of guys that they're going to be able to throw to out of the backfield. Now, Austin Eckler, he is the main guy, but even someone like a Sony Michelle, he was utilized a little bit more as a bruising running back. Doesn't catch a ball as much out of the backfield as someone say in Austin Eckler, but I mean, he's like their number three guy at this point. I love the fact that they picked up Isaiah Spiller in the third day of the NFL draft as well. Someone who he, I think, was active but did not wind up seeing any touches. They could wind up maybe giving him a few more touches with the ailments that they've got at the wide receiver and tight end spot as well. There are just so many options for this LA Chargers offense. And then for the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously wound up highlighting what we got out of Patrick Mahomes in week number one. But the skill position players, I think they proved, you know what? We aren't in a downgrade from Tyreek Hill. You got Marcus Veldez-Scantling, who he comes over from Green Bay, and everyone's focusing on the fact that the Packers no longer have no longer have Devontae Adams, but Veldez-Scantling, I think, is going to be able to make a big impact for this team. Juju Smith-Schuster, Miko Hardman, high on those guys, and then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who wound up being a little bit banged up towards the beginning part of his career. I think that this guy becomes an X-factor because he doesn't necessarily carry the ball a ton, for the team, when he does, he's a little bit more of one of those home run hitter sort of running backs, but caught three three passes on the backfield last week, entered into the game with three career receiving touchdowns. He put up two, so I do think that it's a Chiefs offense that they're going to need to find ways to be able to move the ball sort of more on shorter plays. I don't think that they're going to be bombing it down the field, much like they did when they did wind up having Tyree Kill, but let's not lose sight of the fact that Travis Kelsey is one of the greatest tight ends that we've ever seen. He's still on this offense as well, so I do think that points are going to be a plenty. I could easily see both teams being able to get to 28 points, and if I'm looking at a team outright, I mean, take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a scenario in which I don't think that there's a ton of money line value when it comes to the LA Chargers, because I could easily see this being a three-point game just more often than not. I just don't think that either team is necessarily too much better. I think that the home field advantage is absolutely massive for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's one of the loudest just general arenas that you're going to find in all of football. So I do think that the Chiefs, they do have value being able to win the game outright. But if you're taking a look at the spread, I like being able to get four points with the LA Chargers. I feel like this is just one of those classic games that the Kansas City Chiefs winds up pulling up by three points, like a 31 to 28 a 34 to 31 style game. So I'm going to be riding with the plus four of the LA Chargers just because now that we've gotten off that number of three and even three and a half, this gives you a little bit of insurance if it turns out to be, say, a we're going to throw out there one of those scenarios in which you do wind up having it to be a four point game because typically the most popular one is like a 17 to 13. But in this case, maybe more like a 20. 31 to 27 style game, you wind up being able to get the push. So that does wind up appealing to me just a little bit in this scenario because I do think that it could wind up coming into play. I think we're going to get a close game that the Chiefs wind up pulling off outright. But looking at and over, I think that both offenses are able to erupt. I'm willing to take plus four with the LA Chargers. And when it comes to just action that we're getting in general on Thursday, no doubt we've got Thursday night football, but the rest of the action is baseball. I'll give you guys a few other picks in our number three for the MLB card, but I know that we want to talking about this one with our round table. I'll just give you my quick two cents right now as we've got 951, 952 on the board. Going to be the earliest of the National League games between the Philadelphia Phillies. They're on the road. They're facing off against the Miami Marlins as Pablo Lopez going to be going for Miami and Noah Thor Syndergaard. He is on the bump for the Phillies and 
Phillies, they're between minus 135 to minus 138 favorites. And between plus 124 and plus 115 is going to be your number on Miami with the total on this game, 7.5. And when it comes to Miami, I need at least a plus 134 to be able to take a shot. Really what we're seeing right now with right around like minus 135-ish, that's the absolute max I'd be willing to lay on a Phillies money line. And with the way that these games have been going in general, I really don't want to roll the dice on a run line, but I do like this total over still. Pablo Lopez has had his struggles at home, posting up nearly a 5 ERA, but I can't trust in taking an over in a game involving the Miami Marlins at this point. 33 out of their last 38 games, three runs or fewer. They don't have a single player that is currently healthy and not on the injured list with more than eight home runs. It's September 14th on the West Coast. On the East Coast, it's September 15th, and they don't have a player with north of eight home runs. The Phillies have been one of your best hitting teams ever since the All-Star break, but this is also a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. The Philadelphia Phillies have a couple bullpen pieces back. Insert Anthony Dominguez. You've got Brad Hand, Connor Brogdon doing a relatively solid job for this team. So with the Phillies, the minus 134, minus 135, that's like the absolute max I'd be willing to lay here. Wouldn't want to lay too much more, but with the 7.5, I'm going to be taking a look at the under. And when it comes to our number three of the Greg Peterson experience, hitting out a little bit of everything, hitting some football, hitting some baseball, hitting some soccer as well. So just a potpourri of sports coming up in our number three of the Greg Peterson experience on Beeston, the Sports Bank Network. The Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Rivers, your home. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.